Uh, can you see my screen? Okay, yeah. Okay, so now uh, today I'm going to share with you some of my knowledge about gamification for marketing campaign and e-learning. Okay, a little bit about me. Uh, my name is Dominic and I've been working on UX UI projects for over 11 years. And then I've been doing uh, a lot of different digital products, uh, mainly working on UX UI design. So you can see some of my most challenged projects. It's called OPIC 360. Uh, another one fun project is called Breaker. Uh, I got a lot of fun creating uh, interesting navigation system for the app. Uh, the largest fundraising project I've done for uh, Microdrone 3.0 was uh, yeah uh, in on Indiegogo uh, back in 2014 or 15. Yeah, so yeah, um, I helped them crowdfund um, 3.5 million dollars. Uh, while working under Agency 2.0. Okay, so let's talk about uh, gamification. Okay, so let me make, okay. So what's gamification? Gamification is the application of game design elements and game principles in non-game contests. So gamification um, is not for a game, right? Because um, there's a definition, like someone uh, define game is that player voluntarily participate a necessary journey or unnecessary tests. So, uh, and they had a lot of fun uh, during the process. So that's game. So, um, we want to see why people volunteering, right? And join some unnecessary task, series of tasks, and then they still get a lot of fun. Uh, if this types of principle can apply to different applications in reality, that would be great because people will be willing to do something that is actually useful for them or for the society and while the participants they can get a lot of fun. So this is gamification. Gamification is using game elements to apply to something that is not game. Okay, so let's see what types of applications can be gamified. First one, marketing. Yeah, so a lot of um, marketing campaigns that use gamification uh, uh, principles to, um, to kind of attract uh, their users and also they got uh, a lot of like a retention for their users as well. So using a lot of uh, game uh, mechanics or game principles. Health. A lot of fitness um, health app, they use gamification. For example, like uh, teaching people like what's, uh, for example, like color, some coloring apps. They use augmented reality and then let kids to draw, like for example, like vegetables or hearts 
uh, once they finish it, they can use AR and look at like their final product in AR and learn more about, oh, their eyes, their hearts, uh, their skin, and like different types of animals, different types of vegetables, different types of uh, organs inside their bodies. So yeah, uh, as for health, you can also see a lot of gamification uh, elements inside work. For example, like there are a lot of uh, managing uh, management programs, uh, applications using gamification. For example, right now I'm, I'm using Asana. If you are familiar with Asana, you can see they have a section called goals. So uh, pretty much you can see gamification um, elements, for example, like progress bar, uh, and also like uh, kind of break down uh, uh, the big uh, task into small tests. And then once you finish it, uh, you see your progress bar move forward. So it's also using game, uh, game elements. Uh, yeah, another one will be education and training. Later on, we will show you some of the e-learning education uh, application uh, using game element. Okay, so uh, let's. Yeah, and then later on, we can see politics and ter terrorist group. For example, like right now, uh, if you ever watched um, Black Mirror, one of the episodes was talking about, yeah, everyone was uh, being graded, uh, be, uh, being uh, kind of uh, grading by different people. Make For up. example, if- Yeah. Searching. Uh, hello. Now, I or J. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. So if you see uh, that episode, you can pretty much see that China is applying that system. For example, uh, if uh, you you get really low points. Um, lower than average. You probably cannot um, take, take train or take any public transportation. Um, yeah, you couldn't rent a house. You couldn't do a lot of stuff that normal people can do because they are uh, doing gamification, uh, giving everyone a score. Uh, and this score will represent you. And if you have, um, but if your score is really low, you probably cannot do a lot of stuff. Um, but if you have a higher score, you probably can get, for example, like um, get, get a lot of really good benefits. So that's also gamification. Technology design, yeah. So we can see right now we have a lot of technologies. They use uh, game systems for their design. So you can see the progress bar and you can you, you want to achieve more because uh, you can pretty much see uh, your improvement and uh, uh, throughout uh, all the 
right now all the digital products, online casinos. So if you go online, you can see a lot of different gambling or like some uh, casinos, some games, and they also use gamification uh, uh, elements. So let's see what's game elements. If you see some points, uh, for example, uh, frequent flyer programs. Uh, if you fly uh, in a certain amount of uh, miles, uh, you can get some points. And those points can be in, in exchange of cheaper uh, hotel or some free uh, flight tickets. Yeah, so those are points. Badges. Badges means that uh, once you get achieve some certain of levels, you got badge. It means honor, right? So that's also game elements. Leaderboards. Leaderboards means that uh, compared to uh, your peers or other teams, other members in the game, what's your rank? Uh, so this is also kind of another motivation for people to want to compete more and want to do more and win more. Uh, performance graphs, this, for example, like progress bar. If you play games, you can see like, oh, for example, like experience bar. You can see like, oh, I have to uh, gain 300 experience in order to unlock another features. So that's performance graphs to see where you are and where will you go. And then how much effort you have to put in order to achieve, achieve your goal. So that's performance graphs. Meaningful stories. Uh, in the book, Actionable, um, Actionable Gamification, written by uh, Yukai Chu, uh, he mentioned that uh, sometimes when we jump into the game, the reason why people are so addicted to a game is because when they, when they jump into the game, they feel there's an epic call, um, like the world is dying and you are the only hero to save the world. For example, like Final Fantasy XV, um, when I jump into the game, I was the prince uh, of a, a fallen empire and I had to kill all the evil monsters in order to save my kingdom. So yeah, so when uh, a novelty, someone new, newborn um, person like jump into the story, they feel like, yeah, like I am the only one who can do this. And they are doing, they feel like they are doing something much higher, much bigger than themselves. So this is, give, this gives meanings to the game. So people, the reason why people are so addicted because they want to feel a sense of achievement, even though the task is unnecessary, like fighting all the monsters is unnecessary to my real life. But the reason why I'm willing to do it again and again is because I feel that I'm doing something much bigger and much meaningful. Yeah, so that's uh, meaningful stories. Avatars. Uh, when uh, when we give we, when we are given to an avatars, we feel we own this character. We feel like we are those characters. So uh, it will if you are given to 
uh, an avatar and you can customize it, you feel like you are part of the person, the avatar, and you feel you can be more immersed in the storyline because you are the avatar. So this is also the game elements. Teammates. Um, later on, we will uh, talk about some uh, psychology. So teammates are really important to someone who is more like, uh, uh, like dependent on other people. If they are uh, inside their um, personality, they have some parts they like to depend on people and they like security and, um, and they, they, they focus on their family. Um, those types of personalities, they would love to have teammates. So they feel secure, they feel supported during the game. They feel like uh, it's another community or social driven um, types of person. They would love to meet new people inside this virtual world and have another identity, have another um, kind of like life inside the game. So yeah, so that's see uh, the, about the motivations. So we can see like as for motivations, we can see extrinsic and intrinsic. As for extrinsic motivators, uh, they love to compete. They love to uh, kind of like accomplish or own something. And then they like to risk out and then to uh, enjoy another adventures, another stories, see something that they haven't experienced. Uh, so they will be attracted to points, leaderboards, badges, and challenges. While intrinsic, uh, these types of people, they love to do self-expression. For example, like playing Lego, right? When playing Lego, you see different possibilities of um, you know, the world that you viewed. So this release another uh, types of self-expression. And every time when you build your, even though the blocks are the same, but the world you build will be totally different from your peers. So this will be more like self-expression. Every time you can see your creativity un unleashed. And then you can also see like social uh, and people love uh, to express like uh, the connection with other people. And also you can uh, do a lot of self-improvement, uh, like people who, who, who focus on their um, uh, intrinsic motivations, they would love to um, feel like they are doing something bigger than themselves and they want to improve themselves. Even though uh, there's no our world, for example, like there's no badges or there's no um, like ranks for them, but they are happy to do it again and again because they see themselves grow and they feel like they are doing something bigger than themselves and they see their creativity got unleashed. So yeah, so those are more like intrinsic motivators. So let's talk about uh, 16 basic desires that Dr. Stephen Rees uh, invent. So um, psychologist, uh, Dr. Stephen, uh, he, he find out 
uh, 16 basic desires. Uh, before, we usually talk about uh, Maslow's hierarchy of needs, but uh, according to some of his book, he thinks that Maslow hiera Maslow's hierarchy of needs is a little shallow dip if you want to talk about games and some uh, like deeper meanings of different uh, game mechanics related to um, the personalities. Um, in Dr. Stevens book, he talked about 16 basic desires related to religion. Uh, so that's his uh, original thoughts. But another doctor uh, called Dr. Jonathan, he later on wrote another book called Deliberate Fun, uh, using Dr. Stevens' 16 basic desires to uh, kind of apply those 16 basic desires, motivations to make it games. So, um, so we can see like Dr. Steven, he pretty much thinks that everyone has 16 basic desires. And then it's the matter of that you have weak, very weak needs or strong needs that matters. For example, that's the, yeah, this is the book, if you are interested in learning more. So there are 16 um, different uh, uh, needs. First one is acceptance. People who really need to be accept, uh, appreciated. For example, if people who are really like this types of uh, personality, they would love to, for example, like get points. Because get points means that uh, you are accepted by the whole system. So acceptance, uh, these types of personality would love to being accepted by the rules, uh, being accepted by the society. Curiosity, um, curiosity, uh, if you are these types of players, you might want to learn more about different things. For example, like if the game is just, for example, you've already know what's next. If uh, there's no surprise, uh, you, this game might not attract to people who have stronger curiosity motivation. Eating, the need of food. For example, some people will spend the majority of their time preparing food. And some people, they don't need to um, think of food. They just grab some, you know, snacks and they are ready to go. So those types of people, for example, people who really need food, uh, your program probably if you are kind of like in, in the class, uh, in, in, in physical class in a program, you probably, if you are targeting on people who focus on food, you probably can have some, you know, some rewards related to food or something uh, or just remember to have a meal time for them rather than uh, kind of like rush it out or having a little snack booth uh, in your uh, e-learning event or in your um, uh, type other events. So make sure people get recharged every few hours so they, they can uh, kind of listen to uh, or like participate.
uh, the event. Family. Some people they work for their families, so they won't. They don't. They they won't want to participate anything else. And they rather, for example, they only work for eight hours per day, and the rest of the time they want to spend for their families. While others, if um, in this thread, if you have lower motivation for families, you might fight uh, for your career. You might take a lot of your family time and uh, kind of put into the game you are playing or put into the, uh, your career and you want to um, kind of be um, kind of more competitive, you want to kind of put extra time to accomplish something. So that's family uh, desire. Another one is honor. Honor means more like a patriotic. I am honored for this country or I am, I, uh, someone feel proud of uh, his own tribe. So uh, if someone who is labeled as an honorable person, he might follow the rules of the traditions and he might love to um, kind of like, he, he will be more traditional and follow the culture and feel proud of his tribe, his, um, his country or his uh, class. So, um, so this person will be more faithful to uh, the regular roles. So yeah, if you have lower honor, you might likely to break the rules. You might likely to see what else and you might likely to change uh, make the change of your current tribe. Idealism. Idealism is that someone who likes something that much bigger than themselves. For example, like uh, they they cares about uh, like uh, justice. They care about a lot of like something that much bigger than them. For example, I I want to take people to Mars, right? I want to make the world a better place. That's idealism. If someone who fall into or who has strong desire for idealism, it means that the person uh, wants to put a lot of time and effort just to accomplish something that much bigger than himself. But on the contrary, if someone who has low desire for idealism, he or she might likely to be more practical. For example, like day-to-day -day tasks, for example, like upcoming bills. So uh, if someone who has less stronger desire for idealism, he or she might, might not care. They just don't care about global warming. They don't care about uh, something bigger than themselves, but they care about something near themselves, for example. Yeah, like everyday little things. So yeah, so this is another trend. Independence, it means that whether the people, that the person wants to depend on other people or not. For example, if uh, you want to have a game which uh, have teammates, those probably more attract to someone who is more interdependence or uh, low desire for independence. But for example, if uh, this game can motivate 
if you want to motivate um, independence, like higher desire people that desire a lot of independence that maybe, for example, like a ski, for example, like uh, some, some skateboarding, something that all like requires one person to do it and a lot of fun just by accomplished by one person that's independence uh, yeah so that's that try order order is the need for prepare establish and convention environments so uh, we all see a, a lot of people they love orders when they see something falling to their schedule they feel happy but some people they are more um, kind of random so if they see something in order they might get bored easily so that's another trait um, another one is physical activities some people they need a lot of physical activities so for example like um, I know um, some people they just walk around the block like 10k steps per per day for me i'm like 7k i'm not 10k so i i mean i love to see myself get fit so physical activities is important to me but on the contrary if someone who can who, who doesn't care about their physical activities they just want to sit uh, in one place and finish the learning but for example like um, if someone who 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 couldn't really sit on the chair they might need to have a lot of breaks or they want to kind of um, have some physical activities after that they can be more concentrated on their learning another one is power people some people love to feel powerful of themselves so uh, if this can, uh, this game, uh, this campaign can let them feel the power of uh, control, they would love to do more about the tasks. And beauty, beauty means that uh, um, people love visually appealing things. So for example, if your target audience are more like a beauty driven, uh, they, uh, you might need to make all your programs graphically beautiful or all the elements need to be well designed. All the slideshows must be well designed. So this can make some people, um, for example, some people they just judge a book by its cover or some people they think the design of the product is more than the function. It's more important than the function. So if you want to kind of attract this types of people, visual people, you probably need to make um, your presentation, your elements really beautiful. And saving. Some people, they love to kind of hoard stuff. For example, like they love to uh, preserve stuff. So for example, like points, if your game has points, people who love to save uh, points or, or people who, who has this trait, strongly desire for saving these types of people, they would love to uh, do that saving because when they see the number getting bigger and bigger, they feel more excited. 
So this kind of accumulation badges or like points will really um, kind of um, uh, attract to these types of people. Social contact. Some people they love to 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 be a social pleasing person. They love parties. They love to kind of like uh, having small groups and then uh, being active in their social groups. So yeah, so these types of people, if for example, like online multiple uh, player games, that would be wonderful for them because they can know more about people. And once they know more about people, know different types of people make different friends, they will feel energetic and happy. Social status. Social status is someone who is highly motivated by social states, status. They want ranks. They want fancy food. They want fancy cars. They want something that separates them from the other people. For example, there's a book called, uh, uh, I think it's The, the Bell, the, the Bells uh, of yeah, I, I need to double check. Yeah, there was a book. And in that book, it talks about uh, kind of like the, the current structure of Americans according to different race, according to different intelligence. And those race and intelligence compose different status of um, uh, like American social, social status. And then in that book, it says that if you find someone who loves to wear their, for example, like Lakers uh, t-shirts or, you know, like something represent their city and it feels like their hero of the tribe, for example, like um, uh, if you see someone who loves to wear reality shows t-shirts, those are the people who probably in the lower level or in the society according to his studies so his book was really controversial at that time because people think that you couldn't separate people in that way but uh, there are some uh, social uh, psychology behind it it seems like people wants to kind of feel that they are higher or they they, they are satisfied um, uh, for uh, like for to satisfy their social status and tranquility it means that people need to be uh, secure and protected um, yeah so people who love this love to make sure everything is following the order make sure the person is being alarmed make sure people uh, like being secured and vegan,ness this one um if someone who has strongly uh having this threat he or she will likely to strike back against another person so for example if you your game has leaderboard or if your game is always attacking enemies this types of game will attract this types of person so yeah, so this book, Deliberate Fun, is uh, talking about uh, yeah how like how important uh, different person 
different personalities, uh, like, like what types of game mechanics attract what types of people. So yeah, you can kind of um, get a pen and paper, write down your need of each desires. And then, yeah, so if you are interested in diving more, you can purchase this book. Uh, yeah, so for example, like acceptance, curiosity, eating, family, honor, idealism, independence, order, physical activities, power, beauty, saving, social con con contact, social status, tranquility, thinkingness. Uh, you can, yeah, you can draw two lines. Uh, in the middle will be average. If you kind of like slightly, for example, like the red, uh, the yellow one is average need. And if you you are kind of like go through uh, to the to the right side, you can see that's strong need. But if you go negative side, uh, and you are using you you can use green, and it means that it's like a weak needs. You don't need those. So you can kind of see who you are, and then maybe, and then, uh, yeah, and see what game mechanics might apply to you. And you can kind of trust back what types of game you really love to play. And is the, are those game mechanics kind of targeting on your personality? So for example, like points. Points, if people who are addicted to points, they love powers, they love being accepted, by the, the, the community or by the rules. And they love orders because points, once you get, once you do something, you get some points. So it's kind of something in order. And then if you are attracted to badges, you love saving, you love collecting things, and you love status, you love being, feeling like superior than other people. And you want to be accepted by the society. And leaderboard is more targeting on people who love status, who love power. And once they see, for example, like one week ago, I, 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 was, I was like behind somebody, but now I win over the person um, for like win like a one week, one, 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 one rank. So I feel a sense of achievement because I feel like I got my revenge. So these types of people, they might be attracted to leaderboard. So let's see some other game mechanics. Yeah, if you are interested in the book, here's the kind of like the, the citation for this book. Uh, yeah, if you are interested in achievement, which means that virtual or physically representation of having accomplished something often locked until a series of tasks had been accomplished. Uh, this is called achievement game mechanics. And uh, you might have, if you are uh, attract or your target audience attract to this game mechanics, their core desire, they will have strong desires of acceptance, want to be accepted by people. They want powers, they want to feel controlled, and they want high social status and feel superior than other people. And they love doing revenge because um, if they see themselves beat other people, they feel a sense of satisfaction. 
So that's uh, the core desires of someone who are attracted to uh, achievement. This mechanic attacked. Uh, if you are audience or or if you are attracted by again mechanics called attacked. For example, if we we play zombie games on some arcade machine, the first thing we need to do is to attack. Just keep attacked, right? So the game mechanics will be uh, attack, uh, attacking an enemy, whether the enemy uh, is an opposing uh, player or virtual enemy. And then the core desire will be veganist. It's like someone who just uh, want to win and or want to fight. So this is the core desires for people who are attracted to these game mechanics. An avatar. Avatar is a representation of a player within the game, often customizable. So if someone who are attracted to avatar, these game mechanics, they might want to be accept and they love beautiful things. They want to make themselves look good. And they also independence because they want to make themselves look like, look, doesn't look like anyone else. They want to be special. And they also like to uh, make friends with people also in the games. And they want to kind of show their status. For example, like uh, for some avatar games, if you pay, for example, like $1.99, you can buy a new hair. You can buy something that is fancier than other people. So, which means that if you have uh, those types of stronger desires, then those types of people will be attracted by avatar, this game mechanics. Another one is caretaking. For example, if you play some online games or multiplayer games, you can see like some people, they just love those games because they can take care of each other. So uh, in the game mechanics, it's uh, players look after one another. They may be assigned this role or take it upon themselves. Uh, if people who are attracted to this game mechanics, they might love to be accepted and they are family driven. They love to take care of themselves and kind of sacrifice themselves for something they care, someone they care. And then they are idealism. They like to kind of sacrifice or put a lot of time and money just to make the world or make the team better. And they are interdependent. For example, like they depend on other people. They are not dependent on they, themselves. And they like everything to be in order to be in tranquility and to be peaceful. So that's the people, that's the types of people who will be attracted by this game mechanic called caretaking. Okay, so yeah, so before we talked a, a lot about uh, motivation, personality, and also some game mechanics and some people who has strong desire of some certain of uh, characteristics will be attracted to some certain types of game mechanics. Then now we will talk about some marketing campaigns and e-learning campaigns. So marketing campaigns. When people play games, they spend time interacting with the brand and creating long-term engagement. 
the thing about the game is that the game game can create engagement and make people immerse into the storytelling. Uh, yeah, that they feel that much bigger than themselves. Okay, let me. to do this. Okay, and then 75% of smartphone owners have played a game on their device and 46% played on a daily basis. So it means that since everyone has his smartphone and then the majority of people play games um, somewhere or they are playing some marketing campaigns, games, and they didn't even aware of. So, which means everyone has, at some point, played some games. Okay, so let's see this uh, Magnum Pleasure Hunt uh, campaign. In 2011, Magnum launched a web game that players could travel to web pages of brands such as Samsung, Hotel San Martino, and sister company Dove, collecting chocolate bonbons. Bonbons means candies. At the end of the game, Magnum revealed their new ice cream product, the Magnum Temptation. So uh, in this game, they use points, challenge, Adventure leaderboard for the whole experience. Let's take a look.
Yeah, so previous for this campaign, um, basically they got a lot of social shares. And then in few years ago, they recreate another AR campaign. Uh, so people can download this um, kind of like the, the AR version of the app and they play, I think in Amsterdam or some, somewhere in uh, Europe. Uh, and it got a lot of traction as well. So yeah, so this is a very, um, very successful gamification campaign. And pretty much it was a princess trying to save a, a prince got kidnapped which is also a twist of a fairy tale. Uh, it's, it makes it really interesting and people love to share and join the game. Yeah, so yeah. And let's talk about MM Pretzel I Spy. So in 2020, to promote MM's new product, uh, MM posted to their Facebook an image and challenged their followers to spot a pretzel among the colorful MMs. The campaign was extremely low budget. You see, it's just an image. Uh, and then uh, the, it went viral uh, and with like over 10K comments and 6K shares. The gamification mechanics are challenge, social share, and fun. So if you can take a look of this image, you can see there's a small pretzel somewhere. Let me share with you. The pretzel is here. So they just put a social image so you can see the pretzel is here, right? This is the pretzel. So yeah, so pretty much they want to introduce uh, a new product and then they, they kind of play this game and a lot of people are trying to find this little pretzel. Uh, so this is also using gamification uh, to, to their uh, marketing campaign. So the gamification mechanics will be challenge, social share, and adventurous or fun, like surprise, unexpected. Okay, so let's see Starbucks rewards. Starbucks rewards lets you earn stars with every purchase that you can be redeemed for free drinks or food. Before the pandemic, I downloaded uh, Starbucks apps and I, I, I was purposely want to collect a lot of stars. And I, it, it, in exchange, I exchange a lot of like actual Starbucks coffee or stationery because I thought that those are kind of symbols, something that only you can, you can in exchange uh, by stars rather than uh you know money money cannot buy those so i i kind of in exchange a lot of like some starbucks uh limited product or seasonary um product so uh yeah i i was attracted by this plan uh as well this marketing campaign as well yeah so you get two stars for every one dollar you spend on most purchases so yeah, so the gamification mechanics will be go pro progress bar. So you can pretty much see like your progress. You can see like there's a circle and how many, um, how many stars you need to purchase in order to in exchange some stuff. 
And then, yeah, and social gift. You can also gift to uh, make gift to your friends. So that's social gift. So let's see this. Welcome to Starbucks. You love your tall, double-shot, skinny latte and the little surprises that come with it. With the new My Starbucks Rewards, we're rewarding you with more of the things that make you smile. First, you need a Starbucks card. Simply pick one up and register it online. Each time you use it to pay at Starbucks, you'll earn stars. Pay with your card, collect more stars, and redeem great rewards like your favorite drinks on the house, a slice of cake on your birthday, upsize upgrades, and more of what makes you happy. And if you ever forget your wallet, don't worry. You can still buy a drink, earn stars, and check them on the go. So go on. Your journey to all things bright and beautiful begins here. Welcome to Starbucks. Okay, so that's Starbucks uh, campaign. This one is called Under Armour Tr Trivia. So during each of the Warriors playoff games, Stephen IQ went live when the NBA star sinks his first three-point shot. From there, users have to answer questions for a chance at the prize pool. Players can win store credit uh, shoes and even NBA playoffs tickets. The shoes were Stefan's own UA sneaker, the Curry 5. So pretty much you download this app and you watch uh, their uh, you know, NBA uh, game. And then once someone have like uh, the first three point shot, and you can kind of log in and answer some questions. You got the chance to win um, the shoes or some other uh, rewards. So this kind of encourage people to first download the app, second, watch the game, and then need to be really, really focused on the game because once uh, the guy shoots like a three-point shot, you have to kind of like enter and then answer questions and you has the chance to you have the chance to win big so that's kind of like the whole uh, game mechanics okay so yeah okay so let's see uh, this campaign welcome to step IQ the trivia show hosted by me and trigger by step and when he hits the three we give away prizes all you have to do is answer the eight questions. How many points did Steph, what city in California, which city has never had an if you think you've got the chops to conquer Steph IQ? Well, it's time to step it up. Download the app right now. Yeah, so that is uh, another uh, marketing campaign that uh, kind of promoting the player also uh, having a lot of fun with the fan um, fan yeah so and the fan if they uh, kind of focusing on the, the the game the the actual basketball game they can win big 
So it's kind of like a win-win, um, win-win campaign. So let's talk about e-learning. So e-learning, what is e-learning? Uh, first, education supported by internet or digital tools. Second, e-learning is a great medium to incorporate gamification. Yeah, because e-learning is pretty much, I think learning is similar to gaming because in games, um, there's no instruction. You pretty much get thrown into a situation where you, you don't have any idea where you are going. And then by slowly adapting, slowly learning, kind of get some small tasks and you build up your skills and you kind of, uh, kind of getting started and then kind of walk through or like kind of getting through the whole game experience, similar to learning. When you learn something, you first time you have no idea what's going on and you have no skills. So I would say game and learning are really similar experience. So for example, like when kids learning a language, they don't read a lot of grammar, right? They don't really uh, study like the structure or look at the menu, how this language is formed, but they just dive into an environment and, and made a lot of mistakes and build up their skills, like immersed in the learning environment. Same with the game. Nobody will read a manual or instructions for Angry Bird, right? Before playing. Usually people just jump into an unknown situation and figure out on their own. For example, if someone get into a escape rooms, right? They will kind of explore the place first and then start slowly build up their skills and then um, kind of um, getting the experience and get uh, kind of getting through all the different rooms. So that's the similarity of gamification and learning is that you have no skills, you are novelty at the beginning of the uh, journey, then you slowly build up your skills. And as for game, you can get instant feedback and you can see your progress. You can see um, a lot of like something that you start slowly progressing, similar to e-learning. You can learn something and you see your progress. You know where you are going and you know where you are. That's why um, gamification is really good um, usage like or like application for or a really good mechanics for e-learning. And number three, in 2015, the global e-learning industry reached $107 billion. And then the market experts expect this to uh, scale up to $325 billion by 2025. I think right now due to COVID, uh, I think the number will go even higher because right now all the students, the majority of students are at home or they need some e-learning after, yeah, after their actual online learning. Pretty much all the learnings is online right now. So yeah, I think e-learning will flourish and gamification, especially for Gen Z and millennials, um, gamification will be more appealing to those two generations. So, yeah. 
and then let's see one of the most successful um, apps, learning uh, language learning apps called Duolingo. Duolingo is a language learning app features some excellent examples of gamification. Progress indicators are everywhere on Duolingo, and they are expertly adapted for language learning with skills trend going down over time. So pretty much if you download Duolingo, you can uh, choose what language you want to learn. And for me, I choose uh, Spanish because I've all, yeah, because in California, Spanish is probably the most useful language you can, you can, you can have. Uh, yeah, so, so at the beginning, I choose, I, I, I really like that owl, our character, because that owl character uh, kind of like make me feel like it's really friendly and it's really easy because learning a language, um, my background is that I learned English back in Taiwan. You know how I learned it? I remember when I was in high school, I bought an English dictionary and I break down, I kind of tear up the back binding and there were 26 English word like alphabet. So I kind of, kind of segment, you know, I use my knife and then kind of cut for example, A put in one section, B put in the second section. So every day when I walk from my dormitory to, to the, the classroom, I, I grab one small pamphlet and start from A. I memorize everything while I was walking to my classroom. Yeah, that was how I learned English. I memorized all the individual letters on the dictionary. And then, yeah, so that's how I learned it. And I was so miserable because it's not fun. It's really boring and I have to memorize by heart. It's just a pain in the ass. So my learning English process was not a, a good one. So when I learned Spanish using Duolingo, I feel like, wow, this is so easy. Similar to like a baby learning uh, a new language. For example, you go there, and I remember the first one is uh, kind of like uh, a little boy, uh, and then it has the Spanish little boy, and then you, you need to choose which one is the little boy, and the picture and the words is already there, and all you need to do is to click. It's really easy, but later on, it will make it like a little harder. For example, you have to compose a sentence of I am a boy. So start from super easy, like even I feel like it's even cheat because it want you to select, right? But it's already has a picture of a boy. You will never go wrong. So it's kind of scaffolding, like giving you all the information you need and let you choose the right one. And later on, like take out all the, you know, scar forwarding uh, information, take out all the information and want you to kind of create your own. And you can listen and then kind of drag and drop stuff. And later on at the end, you will see your progress. So yeah, like every day learn a little bit, super like, just like learn one sentence or one little word. So I feel like 
yeah, like every day taking like five minutes and then I learn one new single Spanish word and everything is really friendly. I don't feel pressure. Unlike my previous English experience, I cut the dictionary and memorized the whole book. This one is much easier and friendlier and so much easier to, to remember because it has visual, audio, and then interaction. So even though I went wrong, it has a lot of chance for me to get right. So at the end, I always achieve something. So I feel like less stressed out. Unlike I have to memorize the whole dictionary and the teacher will give you a really boring, you know, like a hundred, um, like, you know, single, you need to fill out all the um, English words uh, in order to um, accomplish the class. That was totally a different experience. So you can see like the progress bar is everywhere. And then you can see the game mechanics, you can see avatar, you can see badges, leaderboards, social gifting. For example, if you share this app to your friends, you can unlock your premium, um, premium learning experience. So yeah, it's social gifting and you can see the progress bar and you can see where you are right now and you can see where you will go. So this will really help for people to see uh, like their progress and their goal. Yeah, so that's. Duolingo is the free, fun and effective way to learn a language. With over 35 languages and interactive bite-sized lessons that keep you motivated, Duolingo is the world's number one language learning app. Download Duolingo and start learning a language today. Yeah, and then let's talk about LinkedIn. LinkedIn, LinkedIn is really good at uh, kind of letting you fill out your profile. For example, like uh, when I first time fill out my LinkedIn profile, I can see where my progress is. Once I fill out all the sections, I got all stars. And I feel like, yeah, I achieved something. So that's also another kind of, uh, they use gamification. I mean, gamification, it doesn't have to be a video game, you know, like a 4K high resolution and a lot of like, a, you know, uh, graphics, beautiful graphics. Uh, and a really good storytelling, you don't have to. As long as you apply some of the game mechanics into your product and that people to understand more, and these mechanics using gamification or game mechanics, that's the gamification. So even LinkedIn, when people hear heard of LinkedIn using gamification, people will think that, hey, LinkedIn is such a professional place why we have something like gamification it sounds like a really you know fun casual it doesn't feel like linkedin but actually linkedin they use a lot of gamification so in social selling index it's a tool that measures our capabilities with regarding to sell a brand or product by social channels having a sense of our uh, ssi allows us to become a better marketers and salespeople 
that observe how successful we with the engagement. The better our SSI is, the more we are able to sell ourselves and products. So you can see on LinkedIn, you can see the rank, you can see avatar, which is yourself, and you can see like, yeah, your SSI rank. And also you can see like what segments or like what part you did well, what part you have to uh, accomplish. Similar to a lot of like uh, fitness, fitness app. Right now I'm using a Nike Run Club. Every day I run and I see like I, um, uh, how, how much I run, uh, how many miles I run. And I see like, oh, compared to yesterday, I, I was better or I was, worse and i also got a lot of badges for example like oh i got like a three streak five streak 5k fat fat fattest or i got a lot of different banners badges and i feel like wow i accomplished something so this kind of in encouraged me to run and i also love to share with my friends so i pretty much screenshot and post on my linking story so if you follow me or if we are friends you can see like on my story it's all about running and later on i probably will share some uh, some recipe healthy recipes so just like keep motivate myself to kind of eat something good so i have something to post so this is kind of like another motivation for uh, social media which encourage people to share and reinforce uh, some good habits. So as for LinkedIn, what uh, gamification mechanics they apply will be rank, progress bar. Yeah, progress bar, if you go to LinkedIn, you can totally see where you are right now and what you can improve and where your next goal will be. And instant feedback. Yeah, for example, like every time when I post something, I can see instant feedback. For example, like LinkedIn will give me like the notification, like take somebody to increase your views or something. So they will give you something because like, for example, like first or second hours, they didn't see your view get higher. For example, I only got 10 views, 20 views, and it's like much lower than my average views of a post. So they will give you like instant feedback, like, oh, you have to hashtag somebody or something and they will give you some suggestions to improve your posting. Uh, so yeah, so those are instant feedback. Avatar, of course, avatar is yourself. So you might kind of like want to do more because you see yourself there and you see like your rank is really low. You kind of want to kind of help yourself and kind of climb to the top. So that's the gamification mechanics they are using. McDonald's. Similar, uh, if you join my last week's talk, you can see I, them, I, I show a little bit of Walmart Spark City app. It's, uh, if you uh, go to App Store, you type Spark City and you can download um, an app from Walmart. It's an app for Walmart to train their employees in a gamification way. So similar to Walmart, McDonald's create a, a, a training game, uh, make it, and they make it really addictive, purposeful, and fun. 
Using an innovative approach, a game was designed to target skills and knowledge using simulation of what is the new system so that the learner's abilities to take orders could be tested and using questions to assist knowledge on how to deliver the best customer experience. Gamification mechanics will be points, levels, and challenges. Okay, so yeah, so I think this one, yeah, so you can see um, um, in McDonald's gamification, they pretty much led you to kind of like, uh, kind of like a place, uh, like training you to kind of help customers to get an order. And then you can pretty much see their scores, levels, and types. So it will help you to kind of like learn how McDonald's staff works and then start from a really simple question and you need to fill out the order in a game way. So yeah, so this will be much safer. For example, if you train a staff, if you let them to go to the environment, they might make a lot of mistakes uh, for their first day. But if you use like a simulation games, uh, it will kind of like train uh, your staff with all the different uh, scenarios. So uh, the newbies can start learning and make mistakes, feel freely make mistakes, feel secure because uh, if they make mistakes in a game, it's fine. But if they make mistakes in reality, they might lose a customers. So this will kind of ensure that people knows what's the reality rules, but in a more, much more safe way to train a staff. Okay, let's see Lifesaver. It's another game, but uh, yeah, it's more about the, like life matters. So Lifesaver is an award-winning game in a film designed to teach the general public essential life-saving skills in CPR and first aid. Lifesaver is a collaboration between uh, kind of like UK and their kind of production company, Unit 9. In the four scenarios, evidence-based guidance on CPR and the first aid education are brought to light. Okay, so the gamification mechanics will be points, data, and adventure. So pretty much it's kind of like, a, I would say a film, but there will be different situation where you see people um, kind of got some emergency situation. So at the most important time, you have to click the right button in order to save per the person and you will jump to another uh, film clips once you choose um, one scenarios. So that's up to 140,000 people die each year in the UK because those around them didn't have the basic skills needed to keep them alive in a crisis. The same problem exists all over the world. However, the training for these skills is still dominated by techniques little changed since the 1970s. Lifesaver is an experiment in a whole new way to teach emergency skills. Hello, are you okay? Is he okay? What's going on? 
It's a movie you play like a game. It throws you into three situations where someone will be dead in ten minutes unless you do the right thing. You learn by doing. Do it wrong and see the consequences. right and sense the thrill of saving a life. Isn't that the ambulance? Should we just wait for the ambulance people to arrive? Deliver a shot now. No, no, he can't wait. Come on, wake up! Come on, wake up! Did it work? Did it work, Jake? Please. Guys, please! Start CPR. Do something! <laughs> What don't you do? <laughs> okay, guys, thanks a lot. We'll take it from here. Okay. Okay, we're going to take over the CPR in three, two, one. Twenty-five seconds until analysis will resume. Thank you so much. Oh, it's okay. I just hope it's Thank okay. Thank you so much. Well done. You did a brilliant job. Well Yeah, that, that was a really um, interesting game because it's similar to some of the games. For example, I remember there was a game called Rain or Big Rain. Uh, it's more like, uh, uh, like you look at the storytelling and there are different choices for you. And at the end, everyone's choice was different. Uh, yeah, so you can kind of like choose different, uh, like you have free will. It seems like you have free wills, but you are limited in those choices. And then once you choose that, it will lead you to another storytelling. So that's another game mechanics. So is gamification useful? The answer is yes, of course. Gamification can improve learning curves and make learning fun, especially for younger generations like Gen Z and millennials. The best learning experience one can have is when he or she doesn't have to even realize it and they just learn it. Not only can it help individuals learn better with the subject, but they will find entertainment with this fun game-like experience and want to revisit, revisit learning again and again. Yeah. Okay, thank you so much. So that anyone has any questions and feel free to contact me. Yeah and connect with me. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, if you have questions, feel free to uh, kind of ask me. Yeah, you can unmute yourself. Any questions?
Anyone has any questions? Uh, yeah, I will post or anything you want to ask related to gamification. Okay, so it seems like we don't have questions and uh, I really appreciate uh, you join today's um, presentation and thank you for um, joining and then um, I will see you next time. Yeah, thank you. Thank, thank you, Jetty. Uh, okay, so see you next time. Bye-bye.